Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello. This is Polly. Thanks for joining me today on Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today, we're talking all things compassion, because I think we need it now. I think we need it always. I think it's the secret to living a happier, healthier life. I think it's a skill that not only do we need to practice, but we need to teach it to our kids and extend it to others. And um, I think we get confused about what compassion means. I think sometimes we act as though compassion is a freebie, like a free pass for bad behavior. That's not it at all. And that's not how I see it at all, right? Compassion is treating each other more kindly. Compassion, the word itself, means literally to suffer together. But psychologists define compassion as the feeling that arises when we are confronted with another suffering. And then we are motivated to relieve that suffering. That's the difference with compassion. Compassion is when we recognize the pain and we want to do something to relieve it in another. It's not the same as empathy or altruism, which are close and important too, right? It's all related. But empathy really refers to our ability to understand the other person's feeling or emotion, right? To take the perspective, to stand in their shoes and know what they're feeling. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to act on that feeling to help them. It means we can understand where they're coming from. We know what they're feeling because we have felt it too, okay? Altruism is when we act generously, when we uh, are prompted by compassion or empathy or whatever else to volunteer or uh, do something that's helpful, donate money, give to a cause, right? Do something selfless that others may not even find out about, but it's just something that we give, some way we act from ourselves. So you can be altruistic without feeling compassion, right? Because you can be motivated by the cause, it's important to you, so you donate your money or your time, right? And you can feel empathy without acting compassionately or altruistically, Empathy is just, again, putting yourself in another's shoes. So compassion is unique and essential, I think, to living a happier, healthier life, not only for the people receiving your acts of compassion, but for you, for me, for the ones acting compassionately. It makes us better. It makes us healthier. Everybody wins with compassion right? Because we are actually taking steps to help relieve another's pain. And when we take those steps, not only do they feel better because we're helping them through, but we feel better too. This is not a little thing. Compassion has long been part of our survival. And scientists think it's wired deep within for evolutionary reasons, right? Because when we feel compassionate, 
our heart rate slows down, and our body fills with the biochemical oxytocin. And that lights up our brain to feel like we want to care for others, to feel empathetic, to feel good about giving of ourselves to others, to helping others. And what does that do? That helps us all survive. So when we ignite compassion, when we feel compassion, our systems, our body changes, our brain changes, so that we are motivated to care for other people and we needed to take care of other people during their tribal days. In order to survive, we needed to take care of each other and we needed to be taken care of too. And compassion is wired into our system to do that physiologically. So not only do we feel good when we act compassionately, but our body changes to promote it, right? To make us want to do it more. And so this is very collaborative and cooperative. People feel good. We feel good, and so does the recipient. And that makes us want to be more compassionate. And that keeps the tribe going, right? We are not alone here on this planet. I don't care that you live in your own house. I don't care what country you're in, how isolated you are. In this world, we are more connected than ever. And I think we are less compassionate than ever. And that concerns me. To me, compassion isn't something that we are wired to do or not wired to do. It's something we decide to do. So people can be treating you poorly and the world can be a hard, mean place and we can still decide to act compassionately. And what psychologists know is that not only are we pre-wired with this tendency, but it's a skill we can get better at. And when we practice it more often, we are healthier. We feel better. We are able to regulate our moods. We are kinder people. We are less anxious. So there's real benefits all the way around. Not only do you draw yourself closer to other people, we connect in a deeper way by giving to one another with compassion. But you're going to feel better and healthier. Okay. And there are lots of ways to do it. This isn't something you do in isolation. You know, do nice things for people. And no matter what's going on on the planet now, we don't have to judge each other. That doesn't mean you have to buy into bad behavior. It's okay for you to have a position. Compassion isn't a free pass. It's not like you're watching something or someone happen and sitting quietly. But in the way you deal with those acts that are distressing to you, you can also be compassionate. In the way you watch another's pain, you can be compassionate. And this is what I'm working on this week, because it's a toughie, isn't it? People all over the place, howling and in pain and frustrated and confused. And we need more compassion to go around. So here's what I'm starting with here in my own house, in our own neighborhoods, in our own schools, in our own cities. That's how it happens. My daughter, the other day, we were talking and she was feeling frustrated and and scared and uh, uptight. And we talked about this and she said, there's just, I'm, I'm hopeless. There's nothing I can do. And we talked about compassion because compassion starts right now, right here with you and with me. Wherever you're listening to this, you can get out of the car. You can go for a walk 
around the block with your dog. You can head to the grocery store and you can choose to behave compassionately. And then you can choose to do it again later today. And then you can choose it tomorrow. And that's really what I'm focusing on this week because it feels powerful to me. It feels like no matter what's going on in the world, I do not need to respond to anger or hostility with anger or hostility. So this is my my workaround, right? It doesn't mean I'm not feeling things, but it means that everybody has a story. Everybody has a unique experience. Everybody has some hurt, some pain, some challenge that they faced or are facing in their lives because that's part of the human experience. So, So let's respond with that humanity. This is what we have. This is the perk of being human, among others, right? We not only get to act compassionately, we get to feel compassion and raise everybody up. Let's do it this week. Let's do it always. We're going to talk about some specifics about how to get into that, okay? So compassion is the acknowledgement that, hey, I recognize your pain, I see the suffering, and I'm here to help. Okay, so when we reach out with compassion, we're showing a genuine concern for their well-being. And then that releases endorphins in our body that we talked about, creates euphoric feelings that help us. It's called the helper's high. So our body naturally responds when we act compassionately and we feel better. And at the same time, that release of oxytocin makes us want to connect and help each other further. And they feel it too. The people we are acting kindly toward feel it too. And it brings us together. And it also supports our cardiac health, right? Compassion actually ignites our bodies in a way that creates healthier hearts, which is kind of cool when you think about it. We're, we're acting from our heart space and, and in a very real way, our hearts become healthier. So... What about this, though? It's really easy to act compassionate when somebody's been kind to us or some, it's somebody we love who's lost a family member or going through some hardship. We can reach out and, and help and, and take a meal and offer a hug. What about someone we don't like? What about someone we don't agree with, right? There's been that all over. And to me, this is the most powerful thing at all. Because when we treat others kindly... Sometimes it changes their behavior. Sometimes it's the disruptor we need to take a close look about what matters and what's hopeful. Sometimes people are acting badly because they have nothing at stake. They don't feel cared for or they have a backstory, which everyone has a backstory. They come from a place where they don't know what it is to be treated kindly. We can be the disruptor in those moments. Other times... They may not notice the gesture at all. It's not about that, right? It's about us and choosing to be compassionate people. And when we do that, there are ripples effect all around us. And I believe in it. Um, And I believe in it for, for selfish reasons too, because I feel better. I sleep better at night. I feel like at least I'm not extending into the pain and the suffering in the world that is all around always right? So how do we practice compassion? I want you to give people the benefit of the doubt. This is tough. My daughter and I talk about this a lot because people are being mean to her. The She wants to lash out too, right? 
She wants to let them know what she's thinking about their view or the way they're treating her. And that's fine. Stand up and say, no, that behavior is not okay. But then we can stop right there. We don't have to go on and judge people. We don't have to be mean in return. We don't have to deny their existence. We can move away from the bad behavior while thinking of this individual as a human being, understanding that they might just be having a bad day. Or maybe we can't be in relationship with them, but we don't have to demean them or cause greater pain to them or to others, right? And it's tricky because this is about giving compassion when you've been mistreated. And to do that, be consciously aware of your thoughts and feelings and your physical responses. Sometimes I have to sit right in that moment and feel myself heat up. I get like prickles or along the back of my neck and, and all the blood rushes, I get hot. All the blood rushes to the surface of my body and, and that makes me hot and I feel angry and I, I get intense about that. When I feel like I'm being mistreated or when I feel like somebody's not hearing me or treating somebody I care about well, okay? So step in that moment and pay attention to what you are feeling, the physical reaction. And then you don't have to do anything at all. Of course, if you are being hurt or victimized, you need to step up and say no and get the help you need from others around you. But Many times we do this with judgment and hostility directed at the person who's challenging us. One of the biggest challenges of my life is to sit back and say, ha, huh, okay, that lady, that woman, she just cut me off on the freeway. I'm going to hit the steering wheel and throw a fit. Oh, wait, no. She's in a hurry too. She has someplace she needs to be. Her issues are bigger than mine. I'm going to extend compassion. Sometimes a person we're showing compassion too isn't even aware they may not even know they did anything that hurt us right but my extension of compassion again is about me so I'll give people a pass I'll give them the benefit of the doubt I'll not take their behavior personally I'll move away instead of lashing out that's compassion okay another form of practicing compassion is to offer a hug. Now, I know the rules about how we can connect with each other are changing right now. We need to keep each other safe, ourselves safe. But maybe you could give a smile, a sincere, genuine smile, or a nod of your head, or say, hey, that's okay. I got it. That's okay. I got it. Right? Or that's cool. Because there are all kinds of ways we can interact with each other that don't hurt. And here's what I've been noticing. Either people ignore each other altogether or they notice only when they're mad. I saw somebody step too close to somebody in front of the grocery store the other day and they didn't even acknowledge each other. One person cut the other off entirely and and nobody said excuse me or thank you or had any interaction at all. Maybe a compassionate response would have been acknowledging that you stepped in front. And maybe the person who got cut out was acting compassionately by not saying anything at all. But she could have stepped back and given space and that would have been compassionate behavior too. 
there are lots of ways this shows up in our lives and, and we don't notice it. The big thing is to set your intention and work from both your head and your heart, right? This is a thinking behavior and it's a feeling behavior. When we acknowledge the humanity within all of us, we do better, right? Okay, raise your level. Decide to feel good in your life. And when you feel good in your life, you will reach for the things that make you happy. And compassion is one of those things. Assume that everybody comes with some history, some backstory, some hardship, some challenge, especially now. We know that's pretty true, right? Assume the best about those you don't know. And find ways to be kind. An act of compassion is when you're checking out with your groceries to stop what you're doing and look at the checker in the eye and say, thank you. I do this all the time. And there's been several times where that checker said, you know, nobody said that all day to me. Are you kidding me? That's an act of compassion. It's also a way of being polite. But I think of compassion as the connective tissue between us, the one that allows us to recognize each other. We can recognize the humanity in one another, that we are more alike than different. And when we notice that, naturally, we want to lift each other up, right? Say thank you. When you're walking down the street, as you're walking, lift your head up and notice those around you and smile or wave or say good morning. And this isn't about how they respond to you. This is about you spreading good energy. Okay. I also suggest that you stay away. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm staying away most often from the television news. I, I rarely watch it. I haven't for years. Um, I get a, most of my news from sources like the New York Times or the newspapers because I can read that information and think about it without being so reactive. Choose to bring things into your life that give you time to breathe and process the information you need without inflating your sense of urgency or frustration or hostility, right? We need to choose to create a compassionate lifestyle. And that means by bringing the people in who inspire us, bringing the information in that supports us and behaving, doing things throughout the day that makes compassion a habit in our own lives. So treating our, our families kindly, treating each other, the people we love kindly. So stay away from the TV news. Set your intention to act compassionately and decide when you wake up in the morning that you're going to raise the level for you and for everyone else. That brings us to the Simply Start segment today. How do we bring this kind of compassion into our lives? Simply start by wishing someone well. Don't judge them. Don't criticize their story or their behavior. If you don't like it, you don't have to be close to them. You can call them out, but you don't have to call them out in a way to diminish or demeans them. That's not who we are. We are compassionate people. I might not agree with your politics. I might not agree with your religion. I might not agree with how you do your job. I might not want to hang out with you, but I will not diminish you because I think differently and behave differently. 
that's a form of compassion. So wish somebody well today. Understand they have their own challenges and history and upset and silently send them peace. That is an act of compassion. Create some compassion ground rules for yourself too. Can you stay in the discomfort? Can you offer a hug or look somebody in the eye instead of looking away in disgust? Think about it when you see a person who's at a different stage of life than you are. Maybe a homeless person or somebody that moves differently than you. Can you look at them and extend a smile? Can you look at them without looking away? Isn't that what we all want? We want to be seen. We want to be valued for our humanity. And what I've found is when you extend your compassion, people learn to do it themselves, to give that of other people. They feel seen, right? That brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I talk about some of my favorite practices. And I got a couple of them for you today. One, last year, my friend Donald Altman was on. He's an author and a psychotherapist and a former monk who writes about mindfulness um, and other topics too. So check out his books, Donald Altman. But he said something that really changed the way I think about things. He said, join people in a sympathy of joy, right? Compassion is about recognizing the stress and the pain and taking steps to relieve it. But be with them in the joy too, the sympathy of joy. Celebrate with them. Celebrate the things that matter to them. See it. Validate. Don't judge whether you would want that thing or you want to be that person or you want that recognition. Just share in their joy. Let's connect. Compassion is about connecting. We can definitely connect through the hard times and the challenges we have. But I want to show up for each other in the moments too, because when we do that, I think we can elevate this experience. Okay. Sympathy of joy. That's my simply nifty practice today. So the simply start is wish somebody well. You can do it through a note to them or a text or just silently to yourself when you pass somebody on the street, look at them and wish them well. And the other practice I want to share this part of Simply Nifty, other than the sympathy of joy, is there's a great meditation that I love and I want you to check it out. Basically, it's called the Just Like Me mantra or the Just Like Me meditation and involves looking at others and recognizing their humanity that is just like your humanity. So you can repeat these phrases to yourself. She wants to be happy, just like me. She wants to feel love, just like me. She hurts, just like me. She feels fear, just like me. She feels compassion, just like me. She wants the best for her children, just like me. She wants to feel safe, just like me. She wants to be healthy, just like me, right? When we interact with anyone on this planet, whether it's somebody we know or somebody we pass in the car, remember our shared humanity. We're all connected. It's more apparent now than ever before. We are connected with people around the world in the flash of a second. Let's honor that connection and honor our own humanity. 
by acting compassionately. We can disagree and we can want different things. But we don't need to diminish another to move closer to where we want. In fact, the only way to get where we want to go is to reach out with compassion. And that is a choice you can make. That's a skill you can practice. And next time you're feeling flat out frustrated or angry, stop yourself and practice it right then. Can you extend compassion to the person you're feeling angry at or the person you felt mistreated you? Again, you don't have to indulge in the bad behavior, but can you recognize their humanity and use that to ease the pain for both of you and raise the level up. I bet you can. I think we can. Another way to access your compassion is to just do nice things. Be kind. Be kind. My friends are great at this. I have some wonderful friends. They're really good about reaching out to people who need a little extra boost with a dinner or a text or a card or whatever it is. And it raises the experience for all of us. So who will you be today? We know what's going on in the world. But I'm interested in what I can bring now, who I am now, to raise that level of energy up. And in that way, I think we can leave the world a better place. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. I think when we look at each other with our shared humanity and understand that we all have these universal experiences that we all want to experience joy and love and peace and safety. When we recognize that in each other, then we will take steps to relieve the suffering within one another and reach out with compassion. And when we do that, I believe it. I believe it. When we do that, we will all live well, do good and be happy. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.